Today is ours. Let's live it. And love is strong. Let's give it. A song can help. Let's sing it. And peace is dear. Let's bring it. The past is gone. Don't rue it. Our work is here. Let's do it. The world is wrong. Let's right it. The battle is hard. Let's fight it. The road is rough. Let's clear it. The future fast. Don't fear it. Is faith asleep? Let's wake it. Because today is ours. Let's take it. Shay Claiborne is a New Orleans native who has worked in the social service field for the past eight years. She has experience with ABA therapy, mental health counseling, case management, and parent education. She received her undergraduate degree from the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. She's a loving mother of one. Shay is the founder of Mommy Fluent, a NOLA-based toy retail company. Mommy Fluent specializes in toys for infants and toddlers, and she is driven by the desire to make the toy search easier for moms and families. Shay wanted to create a company that merged her passion for family engagement and the importance of playtime. Shay currently serves as a board member of the nonprofit Black New Orleans mom and a parent leadership steering committee member. She is committed to empowering and healing families. I am so excited to share this next episode with you guys. Introducing for some Miss Shay Claiborne. All right. Awesome. Okay. Well, I, you guys, I'm so excited about this episode. I have the beautiful inside and out Miss Shay Claiborne, who is here with us today from Mommy Fluent. And I'm really excited to talk to you, Shay, because number one, you're a female entrepreneur. You're here in New Orleans, but you've also attended UL Lafayette, my other alma mater. So I'm like, yes, <laughs> we can definitely reach some entrepreneurs who can relate to not just your journey with being a mom, but your journey with being an entrepreneur and just doing that while trying to scale a company, build a company and scale a company from the South Um, and the challenges that that could bring, but also the opportunities that can bring. So I'm excited for you to share your story and your journey. So thank you so, so much for agreeing to be with us today. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So anyway, please, Shay, tell us a little bit about you and Mommy Fluent. Of course, of course. So um, so my name is Shandrika Claiborne. Everyone knows me as Shay. That's my nickname. And if you're from the South, usually you get a nickname when you are a baby. And you kind of <laughs> stick with it. With so... <laughs> So many people, they're like, when they first find out my name is Shandrika, they're just like, what? I thought your name was Shay. But Shay is what everyone calls me. So um, that's really what I go by. But um, I'm a mom. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a partner, a friend, a nurturer. I feel like the list can go on and on and on. Mm -hmm. I like to say that I'm a family advocate. Um, but I have the luxury and I would say the luxury to pursue my dreams as a founder. And um, I'm the founder of Mommy Fluent, um, which is a toy retailer company. 
and we specialize in toys for infants and toddlers. And I'm kind of driven by the desire to make the toy search easier for moms and families, caregivers, aunts, uncles, all who have like an impact on early childhood um, kids. And so I'm the founder that still works a full-time job. I still take on the responsibilities for my daughter full-time. So that's just really all about me. (laughs) So I'm going to pause. I want to share some stats with you guys that I find to be really interesting. So based on the most recent 2021 census um, business reporting data, it's really cool to see that roughly 20% of businesses are owned by women. um, And it's 21.4% of businesses owned by women. And 19.9% of businesses are minority owned. There's 21.7% of business owners who are immigrants. And $2 billion plus dollars in bonded contracts awarded to small businesses. And I will hope that these numbers can be encouraging to people. But I also want to share some other numbers that I found because I am, you know, as I talk to more people and, and just looking at my own story, a lot of us are layering time between our primary jobs, our startup jobs that might be primary jobs, and then other activities. So... It's really interesting to read some of this data. So I want to share some of this with you. So I'm on lisazoo.com, louisazoo.com, reading some of the stats that they've already pulled. And it says, based on a survey of 200 successful small business owners who earn six figures or more, 81% claimed they began that business while working another nine to five. I know I fall in that group with Bees Bayou that I started it while, um, in real estate, I think most of my new jobs that I've ever started, I started while I was already doing something else. Um, but what's also really interesting and something that maybe you can also relate to is that it says over 33% of the sample size said that their biggest motiv- motivation to build a business was to have a bigger impact and feel more fulfilled. One quarter of them wanted more flexibility and freedom. So that says a lot about what we value as a society or what we need to value more as a society. Um, And just sharing the amount of time. I mean, even according to this report, 32% are spending five to 10 hours on their gig, whether that's a side gig, however you want to call it, your side hustle, 27%, 15 hours or more. I know that as a startup founder, we typically are spending 40 hour plus weeks on our startups. Um, Even if we do have other careers or other jobs that we have to do to supplement our income while we're building something that we care so passionately about and we see potential in. Um, So it's really interesting, whether it's for passive income, whether it's turning a hobby into a hustle. um, And really, one other stat that I want to share, which I was like, wow, this is interesting, is that 50% of millennials have something that they do on the side, 70% of Gen Z have a side hustle, which is very telling as it is. But again, we're going to dive back into Shay's story. I wanted to share some of these numbers because I found this to be really, really interesting information. All right, let's dive back in. I asked Shay what her experiences have been. She's feeling any pressure right now with the funding of her business. Yes. Um, I, to piggyback on everything you said, um, I definitely understand it and a hundred percent feel the pressure of funding and getting capital for my business. Um, I feel like we're so limited in resources, although, um, you know, you'll see so many grant opportunities come up, 
but it's so competitive. Yeah. It's, it's so competitive and we're all working so hard to get all of the same money. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And I just don't think it's enough out there for like women of color entrepreneurs. It right. can always be more. Um, and I feel like so many people are diving into it, but it can always be more. Funding is incredibly hard right now um, for startups. And even to just maintain um, to maintain your business is, is just really hard right now. So I think you saying that um, sometimes you can... I know as an entrepreneur, sometimes I can feel like, okay, am I feeling this by myself? <laughs> Like, am like, is it just me? But the more I talk to other entrepreneurs, the more that, you know, that people are going to be listening to this podcast that we're talking about, they're going to relate to it because it's not just us. And sometimes people don't share it enough about the struggles of how hard it is to get funding and get capital and to be able to scale. You know, we have these brilliant ideas, but if we're not pouring into the resources that we need to get it, it can't get out there how we need it to get out there. So, Right. And and there are so many avenues. And, you know, I know we have uh, like fellow entrepreneurs that like to listen. And so, There are tools out there, and I think we could maybe just do a quick little snapshot of what those funding sources typically look like. So I know for me, I've done... um, So I've I've done a mix of stuff. So when I started, it was mostly like e-commerce, so doing like term loans through Shopify Capital or PayPal Capital, and they're looking at your data so they can see how much you're selling, how often, what's your average order size, um, how frequently are you paying back? And when you pay those loans off, of course, they offer you more. They're like, oh, you're growing, you're healthy, you're doing great. But it's typically smaller amounts. Um, but you can put that towards things like inventory. Like you just need to keep the ball rolling. Right, right. Absolutely. That we're kind of talking about is more um, investor focus funding and even even just loans, like getting a business loan, even working with um, local funders or like the SBA or Lyft Fund, or um, you still have to pretty much leverage your personal credit. You have to leverage your personal income. Mm-hmm. And it is statistically proven that as Black Americans, we're like 40% less than just like a middle-class white um, income. And so it is harder for us to get the loans that we need at the size that we need to really move things forward for our businesses. So we tend to, you know, we see these headlines of of these brands that are in Target or Walmart and they're doing great. And that's amazing. Um, But they typically will also have investors who have a piece of that pie. And that's great. Because the piece of a big, big, big old pie is a great it's, big piece. It's still good. <laughs> great big piece. Yeah. So I know you pr- recently participated in a local program. And please correct me if I'm wrong. Was it through Idea Village? Like, was it the Idea Institute program? Or was yes. it? Yes. Okay. It was the first program of the Ideal Village um, okay, kind of so segue. Yeah. How was that for you? What did, uh, how was that experience? Do you feel like yes. more should dive into um, incubators like that? 
Absolutely. I 100% feel like a, a lot of uh, startup entrepreneurs like myself should definitely go through programs like Ideal Village and Accelerators. Um, I know for me, um, my expertise is child development. Mm-hmm. Starting a business out, I did not know anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know anything about starting a business. I know I have this great idea. I know child development. I know what toys um, little ones should be playing with, you know. But when he gets when he get to the um, the analytics and the the funding and just like the back the back of your business and the ends of your business I really did not know that and I think joining accelerators like I have been um being a part of that really helped me with areas where I wasn't the expert like it's okay to start and not and know that you're not going to be the expert in every area and to get that information elsewhere. So definitely reaching out. The Ideal Institute um, was very helpful for me. Um, It was a 10-week program that we met every week and just looked at different topics. We had speakers come in. uh, We had other entrepreneurs join in and share their journey. And um, we had the opportunity to get our pitch decks together and pitch. And I um, actually... Uh, won the pitch competition which was so exciting <laughs> yes um and that just opened up more doors and more opportunities from that competition I was able to follow back with some of the judges and you know have meetings with them and just outsource and reach out to different people so definitely if you have the opportunity um to join in on any accelerators um and then the one that's here local the ideal institute which is currently taking in um applications for their uh, next cohort definitely join in with those if you're an entrepreneur like me starting out with just a great idea and not knowing the ins and outs um, to make this a, a scalable business that's amazing and now i'm now that you said that i'm, I'm gonna see if i can get this episode out sooner because their application deadline is coming up and you're probably going to inspire some people to go ahead and get that application in even faster um i know i've been recommending uh, other entrepreneurs that I meet, like, hey, y'all, there's a great program. And mm-hmm. it's the information, like Shay said, it's the networking. Um, and a lot of entrepreneurship is getting out of your comfort zone and going to talk to people from all different walks of life, backgrounds, um, and talking to people who are coming from different industries, like not just your industry. Yeah. So specifically in um, in products and in toys, but you also have a background of counseling and mental health and ABA therapy. So can you explain, one, what is ABA therapy for anybody listening, including me? What does it involve and how does that influence how you um, come up with different products that you want moms and other moms and other little kids to be able to play with, learn from? How do they, I guess, connect? Yes, yes. So ABA therapy is um, applied behavior analysis. And that is a therapy service that when little ones who are diagnosed with autism, 
this is a behavioral therapy that assists those little ones um, who have autism or who are on the autism spectrum. So um, right after college, my first job was a behavior therapist and just working with those little ones, providing that therapy service for them with different behaviors. Um, if it is, you know, a lack of communication, if they're nonverbal, if they, um, you know, start to show display uh, uh, stimming behaviors like flapping or uh, self-injurious behaviors or eloping, running away. Um, it's skills and tools that uh, professionals and therapists use to um, have those behaviors uh, kind of decrease the behaviors to give them more appropriate ways to um, to be comfortable. And so with that, with being an ABA therapist working with little ones, I seen the increase of how toys were used during those services. When you go into a speech therapy um, service or when you go into for instance, an ABA, OT, um, physical therapy, when you're working with little children, nine times out of 10, the services are going to involve some type of play, some type of play therapy, some type of uh, toys to have the little ones interact. And so once I noticed the use of toys in those services, I started to think, wow, Many of our parents do not know how to use the toys that they're buying for their children just because. So what is a way that I can still um, impact my community and kind of educate parents on how to use the toys to increase um, brain power in their little ones? So that's kind of how all of it looped around. Um, But I do have the amazing opportunity um, at my full-time job. I actually coach parents who have kids with autism. I coach parents on five different tips that they can use to increase eye contact, to increase uh, language skills um, at home, because many services leave out parents. You will drop the child off at services and then the child, the mom or the dad or the caregiver is in the waiting room. And while the child and the therapist is working, yeah, the child um, is definitely listening to the therapist. The child definitely is learning from the therapist. But what happens when the child goes home with their parent? Many times parents are not Um, knowing how to engage with their child. So what I do at my full-time job is I teach parents those skills to be able to, um, you know, deal or know how to engage with their kids at home outside of therapy sessions. So um, I really uh, just kind of incorporated the things that I was doing already um, with something that I was really passionate about. And that's kind of just how it all came together. (laughs) So I'm sure it's obvious to you that Shay is incredibly passionate about something that she's also an expert in as well. And one of the first things you'll see when you go to mommyfluent.com 
Tom is a pop-up that says, Milestones matter. Your child's early development is a journey. And that is so true. And she has an amazing chart that's shared in this pop-up. So make sure you check that out at mommyfluent.com. But what I think is so special is that Shay not only cares and puts in the time to curate these toys based on her personal experiences um, as a mom, but she's also using these toys in play and in practice. So, and I think it's amazing. So let's dive into how Shay decides on which toys are the best toys to curate. Yes, so... I definitely use uh, my daughter um, a lot with the toys. Um, I would definitely say Mommy Fluent is um, what makes Mommy Fluent different from any other toy store um, is that we are child vetted. And and what what I mean by that is before a toy goes onto the site, I, I engage with the toy with my daughter many times because I want to see if if it's just sitting on her uh, if it's just sitting on her uh, her shelf or is it something that she really enjoys and she really want to go to. Um, I also have the opportunity to bring toys to um, I work for a local nonprofit called Training Grounds We Play Center and we offer a free play space for parents to come in absolutely free to just come in and play with their little ones. And so I put toys on the floor and I get to see every day um, what toys uh, families are playing with and what toys little ones are playing with. And, um, and, you know, sometimes I see the toys that are, you know, usually not being played with and I'm just like, okay, I'm just taking it all in. Um, but I definitely start off with that, just looking to see like what toys really um, bring in the child. And I also look at the many uses of the toys. Does this provide open-ended play opportunities? I know as a mom, if I buy something, I don't want it to do one thing. I wanted to do multiple things. So when I look for a toy to put on my website, okay, what can a, what can a little one get out of this? You can label colors, you can, uh, uh, you know, increase motor skills, you can throw it, you can uh, test gravity with it, um, you can use your imagination with it. And so that's what I really look for in toys, like how many ways could a child use this and have their imagination just be creative? Um, so that are just some things that, that I look for. That is so, so cool, Shay. And I did not want to brush over the fact that you said you guys offer a free play center. So the Wii Play Center, where do, how do parents find this? Like, how do they get involved? Is it for every parent or is there like an application process? Um, sounds amazing. Yes. So what... Yeah, so I can share a little bit more about that. So, yes, what I said is absolutely free. Um, membership at the We Play Center is free. We're located in the um, Sojourner Truth Community Center, which is um, on Lafitte Avenue, uh, the Lafitte Greenway area in New Orleans. The only uh, thing that we ask um, the play space 
is for children birth to three years old um, because the play get a little bit different as kids get older. And so when you walk in the play space, we have it divided between infants and toddlers because again, the play is a little bit different. As children get older, they start to, um, you know, take control of toys from the younger um, from the younger kids. So we try to coach parents on how to, uh, you know, negotiate the different uh, styles of um of parenting and so many times we hear oh my god my child doesn't share my child doesn't share but this is a way that you get to um you get to experience your child with other kids uh so many times we drop off our you know our little ones at school and we get to we leave them for the day so we don't know how they interact with other ones but in this play space you're able to connect to other parents it's all about community your um your little ones get to uh, get to meet other little ones um, and you can see how they engage and interact uh, with them so it's really a uh, it's really a beautiful space to have and to say that it is free um, with membership membership is free at the we play center um, and I'm just I'm thankful to be a part of this nonprofit yeah I'm looking at all the different perks of the membership and so if you are a parent I mean, I, I listen, this is amazing to me. You have tech support offered, you have reading support offered, you have learning opportunities for parents offered. Like, this is so cute. I, I would, this would be so fun. <laughs> yes, yes, this would be so fun. And um, I'm there, um, I facilitate the autism support group that I spoke about earlier. Um, it's a great place if you are interested in mommy flowing toys. We have. We have the toys all uh, throughout the play space. If you are, you know, just looking for um, different tips and tricks of parenting, um, it's a cool place to come to. We also do free developmental screeners. Uh, that's one of my passions. I would like for all children to do universal screeners. Um to catch any, um, you know, developmental concerns early on because early intervention is key. So we do um, have, we partner with LSU and we do free developmental screeners uh, for the little ones. Um, so if you have a little one birth to three years old, um, please stop by. So as you know, business is always evolving. So I asked Shay, what's next for Mommy Fluent? And I think you guys are going to really love this, especially all you moms and families out there. Check it out. Yes. So I am definitely looking to expand Mommy Fluent. I'm actually um, in the works in a, uh, in a few more weeks. I'll be uh, launching a new model of Mommy Fluent, um, which I am excited about. Um, I'm moving more to a subscription service, uh, providing curated toy boxes, um, which is, um, I'm so excited about. I've been working so hard on it. Um, and just to see it come to life has been really cool. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that later, but just the resources that I've been um, been a part of um, locally, I have been a part of, like I said before, the Ideal Village. I've been a part of Fun 17, which is another um, 
you know, a resource for entrepreneurs in the city that connect you with mentorship and that one-on-one interaction to get your business, uh, you know, grounded in, um, you know, resources. Um, I've been applying for a lot of, um, a lot of grants and accelerators just waiting to hear back. So definitely keeping busy, um, definitely keeping busy, but the one thing that I am looking forward to the most is the expansion of Mommy Fluent and going into the subscription services with the uh, curated boxes. Um, the first box that I am introducing to market will be the Baby First Toy Box, and that would be uh, that would include. Uh, toys uh, for the first six months of life. And so along with that box, um, you know, you will get a welcome card. Parents will also get a QR code to scan. And when you scan that QR code, it'll go to a YouTube uh, video. And it will be me coaching parents how to use that, uh, all of those toys for the first six months of life. So that will be coming out in the next few weeks. Um, So that's really what my focus is on right now. Uh, just making sure the launch of those toy boxes are successful. That is so, so, so fun. And I'm excited for you. Congratulations on like Thank you. days of Mommy Fluent. And it's great because you're also on the board of the Black New Orleans Mom. And it's a nonprofit. And there are so many, I mean, Social media has really showed us like what we care about. (laughs) And I think that moms in the mom community is like a strong community. And when Mm -hmm. a mom has something to say, the world (laughs) listen. Um, And I love that this nonprofit exists and what you, what you are representing and showing the strength in moms, the strength in black moms, the support that is actually shared because that is not always seen. I don't think that enough um, of the media shows the positive sides of Black parenthood and the joys of Black parenthood enough. And so it's really beautiful to see this group. So can you tell us more about the Black New Orleans mom and just what that um, what that membership is like and what types of activities you guys do and how to join? Like, well, how, how do members or potential members get involved? Yes, absolutely. Um, I my first initial uh, contact with Black New Orleans mom um, is they from the from the start of me launching my business in 2021, they have really been um, so supportive and so helpful with Mommy Fluent. Um, I really, um, when it comes to community and building your uh, building my business, um, I look to New Orleans, Black New Orleans mom. They definitely um, gave me a push and a reach to reach other moms. And when I was, uh, you know, contacted about becoming a board member, I was honored uh, to, to represent them in a way of, of being a board member in that way. So, we have a host of events. We do mommy meetups. We do play dates. Um, we have um, 
you know, a mommy blog where different moms share their experiences. Um, we have different topics, like if you are a mom that um, that's co-parenting and how the co-parenting relationship kind of impacts, um, you know, your little ones or how that put a strain on your relationship or how to navigate the different areas of co-parenting to still make it successful. Um, we have, um, you know, a week, uh, event this weekend coming up for black breastfeeding week with, uh, labor and love. So it's really about, uh, community and connecting parents to resources locally, um, because it takes a village. It takes a village to raise a child, but it also takes a village to raise a mom. Um, and, and without a village, it's hard, you know, and so many moms are sometimes they're scared to ask for help. But if you see the resources out there that make it less sh like shameful to ask when you see it out there. So, yeah, we are put out, you know, hey, we have this mommy meetup. Maybe you're like at home and you're, you know, you're feeling like you're all alone and you look on Instagram. You're like, hey, they're having this mommy meetup. How do they know I needed this? You know, how do they know I just needed to talk to another mom? Um, so we have these events to make sure that, of course, baby is not alone, but mom is not alone because so often we are the last on the list. We want to make sure that everybody else is taken care of except a mom. But I think with joining Black New Orleans Mom, we really cater to the well-being of the overall family because we know that if you do not nurture yourself, you cannot nurture your child. It starts with um, it starts with mom. So um, it's a great organization to be a part of. Um, if anyone is listening to this podcast and want to get connected with us, um, you can follow us on social media, um, the Black New Orleans Mom. And we have a host of events that's coming up. We usually do a lot of community um, partnerships and community baby showers to give back to the community um, because we want every mom to know that you're not in this alone. That is awesome. And yes, the Black New Orleans mom is the, um, I guess, the handle for Instagram. So yes. <laughs> Y'all, please check that out. Follow, share with another mom, whether or not you think they need it. Like she said, a lot of times people don't say when they really need the support or the community. Um, and you never know, they might have somebody in mind that they know really does need it. So please share it um, and follow and get all the notifications. So Shay, one of the things you mentioned that was great was that the Black New Orleans mom community has really helped you in building your business. Um, how, what, do you ever experience moments of like doubt? And if you do, how do you typically push through? Is it going to the mom groups and, say, and, and saying, look, I need some support with this? Do you have like special self-care practices? Do you have a special mantra? We love to just share um, how we are taking care of ourselves. Yes, absolutely. So I know one mantra that I always tell myself is you never know until you try. And sometimes trying is it can be so hard, you know, um, but 
Like just trying could be hard, but you never know what is on the other side of you trying. You're always going to wonder what if, if you just don't do it. Um, But to add to that, I also have in mind, like I hold so many, I hold so many titles and I'm involved in so much. And for me, when it comes to self-care and the work-life balance, I really kind of have it in a mindset of know what balls to drop, Shay. And it's like the idea of juggling. And so I put things in categories. Like I have my glass balls, I have my plastic balls, and then I have my air balls. And it's like when I'm juggling all that I'm juggling with, what what's in my glass balls that if they drop all hell will break loose you know (laughs) right and then you know I put things in my plastic balls like if I drop this it's okay Mm -hmm. and then I have my air balls where really that's really just people pleasing like this is just like okay this is a fly that just keep getting in my face and I'm just like shooting it away (laughs) And so for me, when it comes to like the work-life balance, I really like put things in those those three different categories of just like my glass balls, my plastic balls and my air balls, which is just like I'm just trying to people please at this point. But you really just have to categorize the things that's in your life, like what's it most important to you and those things in those glass balls you, you cannot drop. But everything cannot go in there, you know? (laughs) Oh, my God, do I? Just the prioritization that changes by the day almost because it's just what what absolutely has to happen. What is absolutely just wasting my time? Um, Mm -hmm. I totally get that. Okay, fill in this sentence. I wish I knew blank when I was blank. Ooh. Mm, that's a good one. Okay. I wish I knew that it is okay for my reality not to meet my expectations when when I'm just starting something new. Nice. Yeah. And if I can expand on that, um, I feel like so many times I have the expect, like when I'm starting my business, when I became a mom, like I, my expectations, oh, I told myself, my daughter is never like, I'm going to breastfeed for a whole year. I'm never going to give her any formula. Like, this is what I, this is what I told myself. These were my expectations. I was like, I'm going to do this. When I started my business, I'm just like. I'm I'm gonna make this amount of like I'm gonna have <laughs> this amount of sales like I just I had expectations for myself you yeah. know and then when it when reality came to it my reality did not meet my expectations and I had to learn that it is okay yeah. it is okay for your reality not to meet your expectations and I think if I would have did like if I would have learned that when I first started, like when I like first became a mom and when I first started my business, I wouldn't have had the heartache mm-hmm. 
and the sleepless as many sleepless nights. Listen, I totally because <laughs> even last night there was a task that I really wanted to finish. I really like I just knew I was gonna knock it out. And it was taking longer than I expected. And I was like, I'm tired, <laughs> but I really want to finish. But like, I'm so tired. And there was just, I got to a point where I was like, it is really okay if you don't finish. <laughs> like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no teacher grading this. There's no deadline. I have to turn in a paper. This is a pressure I am putting on myself. On yourself. <laughs> yep. And we do it so often, Ariel. <laughs> we, we do it. <laughs> we do it so much like we do it so much and if I could like if I could tell myself that back then I'm like girl you would have saved yourself (laughs) and I still do it like you know like just like you said last night you put you know you set these expectations up like we set these expectations for ourselves but it really got to me when I first started and I'm like, you know what, girl? Exactly. No, I get it. I get it. I just, I listen, I get it. I can't stress that enough, but that is a really great one. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. Um, and just giving yourself grace. Like at the end of the day, like you deserve grace. You work so hard um, and you're so brave to do what you're doing every day. Like, give yourself a pat on the back and give yourself some grace. Like it's all right. I I, I love that. Okay. I'm not going to hold you much longer, but I do love to ask, you know, are there any women you want to spotlight that really have impacted your journey, whether that's in business or whether um, they're just your shero and you look up to them, whether you know them or not, who would you say is like a huge inspiration for you? Hmm. Well, first and foremost, I would say a shiro um, is my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like growing and just watching her raise me yeah. <laughs> um, has just like she she's the reason why I have like the fire under me that that I do mm-hmm. and that like I. Even if like I come across a problem, I'm just like, okay, I I can still get through this. And I'm just grateful to have heard like that that was the woman who raised me. Um, And I would forever be grateful um, for her. She is my shero. Yes, my mom. Um, But I will also add that... um, entrepreneur and business wise I have like so many peers so many local entrepreneurs like women entrepreneurs doing great things um Ariel you I I like (laughs) yes like you yeah I'm gonna give you your flowers today (laughs) you are gonna get your flowers today um no you um you're amazing. And I feel like even having this platform for other entrepreneurs to come on and share their story. Um, every time I reach out to you and just like, hey, can you check this, uh, you know, pitch deck for me, like to give me feedback. And you already have so much on your plate and doing so much just to take time out of your schedule to do things like that um, is so it means so much, you know, and. Um, 
there's uh but i'll definitely shout out just women that i see like just on social media just grinding it out i see um you know tiffany wilwick's nola she is doing amazing work um i see sydney with bomb fro just like thriving and doing amazing work um i see um oh my god why am I blanking on her name? What does the company do? I, I'm sorry. I said, what does her company do? I'm thinking I could help maybe the she name. Has, she has uh, the boob tape. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kaylin. Yes, Kaylin. I see Kaylin doing amazing work wow. and, and doing so much. I see... Um, I'm just inspired by a lot of local because I think when you see your peers, when you see your peers doing amazing work, it's just like, like, that is what I love to see. And I think that's what fuel me up because I'm just like, wow, like we are all chasing our dreams. And even though entrepreneurship is hard. I think I can speak for every entrepreneur. It is so hard, but it's just moments where it's just like, even if everything is going wrong, I'm still living out my dream. So I like, I can't be that mad because I'm still doing something. Right. We're doing, and like you said in the beginning, it's like a privilege to get to do it. It's an honor to get to do it, to, to, to try, like you said, like, it's just, the honor and the, the privilege to get to try. There's so many people who may not get that opportunity or it may come later down the road. You know, all of our journeys are different, but it does feel like, well, at least I know I impacted the world in some way. I impacted somebody's life in some really cool way. And like today might not be the best day or I may not have won that pitch competition or I may not have gotten that investor's check, but who knows what will happen tomorrow? Because as an entrepreneur, legitimately, yep. who knows? Like, who knows? <laughs> who knows? It's just like, you may have got that no, <laughs> but it was for a reason because look at this yes that you got. You know, you so know. Oh, that's a whole different podcast right there. <laughs> you just don't know. That, that you just, you really just don't know. And I also would say... um, Melanie Richardson, she's another uh, mentor for for mm-hmm. me. Um, she is uh, amazing in the nonprofit world. And just for um, the continuous support, um, every time something come across her desk, she just like, oh, this looked like something that she should uh, she will be interested in. She'll send it to me. So it's just little people like that that um, that just like just send these opportunities to you like a community and a network is everything so many opportunities that i i've had uh come from people speaking my name in rooms that i was not in that's amazing and it's just like i was not even like in the room at all but i got an opportunity just because someone spoke my name up so you may not like sometimes you think that you know oh, this person may not even know what I'm doing, but you never know who is speaking up for you, um, who is rooting for you. Um, So it's it's really the networking and the the community that that you build around your brand is really everything. It really is. Well, Shay, how can people find you? Please give all your... um 
your handles, where can they shop Mommy Fluent? Um, yes. And make sure they don't miss out on this amazing subscription box. Listen, you know how much time that saves parents from having to go figure out what toys and this and that and the third? Like, please share how do we get involved and also how do we find you and how do we shop? Yes, yes. So you can find my uh, my company on Instagram, Mommy Fluent, and that is at M-O-M-M-Y. F-L-U-E-N-T underscore. Um, we are available online, www.mommyfluent.com. Um, we will also be at Baby Fest on September 10th. It's a new fest for expecting moms and postpartum moms um, in the New Orleans area. So we'll be at Baby Fest September 10th. You can check us out there. Um, I will be announcing the expansion of the um, subscription boxes, starting off with the baby first toy box uh, in the next few weeks. So please um, share with everyone, um, you know, that have a infant um, about that. And again, you can check me out at, um, at Shay Claiborne on Instagram. That's my personal Instagram. But for any moms who would love to connect and come in and see us, see me in person and play and engage with the toys that I sell, you can always find me at um, the We Play Center at um, 2200 Lafitte Avenue, if you ever want to come play with any of the toys that I sell. Oh, that's so exciting. That's so cool. Like, I love that you have the, the immersive experience and just everything. It's really dope. So thank you so much, Shay. Um, it's been awesome. Your story, your journey. I can't wait to see what happens next. The next pitch competition that you win. <laughs> um, hopefully I will be there in the room. I'm just really, really, really excited for you. So again, thank you so much, Shay. Thank you.